Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirim Vahayim Amen. Gemara Hagiga. Dab Dalit. Today's Dab is being studied. The Adun Ishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's Dab is being studied. Rufuash Shilema Yitzhak Hayim Ben Rina. Rezav has been dedicated by Mr. Benny Cohen in honor of the Milah of the Azat Hashem, baby boy that is today. Azat Hashem, the baby should be Nimol, Bishatova, or Muslahat. And Bezat Hashem, as they say, Zeh Katan Gadol Yehushem, Shebezat Hashem Yikanes, the Milah Kach Yikanes, the Torah, the Kupal, Mahasim Tovim. Amen. We begin today on Dabdalit Amud Rishon, and we start seven lines from the top. Vetumtum veAndrogenos. Two exemptions that we learned in our Mishnah that are exempt from the Mitzvah of Reiya. <clears throat> One was a tumtum. Tumtum is somebody that is closed up, which means you cannot tell if he is a zakhar or he's in a keba. And then you have an androgynos, is somebody that has both simanim. He has simane zakhrut and simane nagbut. <clears throat> so now we want to know what the source of these exemptions are. Which means the pasuk says shalosh pa'amim yirae kol zechurecha. Zechurecha literally means your males. So from the word zechur, already they learn males to the exclusion of females. From the fact that it says cha, which is extra, the pasuk could have just said shalosh pa'amim b'shalay yirae kol zachar. From the fact that it said zechurecha, so the cha comes to exclude a tumtum and androgenos. Kol zechurecha, the rabot et haketanim. And the kol zechurecha, the kol comes to include what? Minors. Now the Gebra is going to explain the bright that we just read. Amar mor, zechur lehotzit anashim. We have a pasuk zechur to teach us what? That ladies are exempt. Halam adikra. What do I need a pasuk for? Mechdi, let's analyze it. Mitzvat aseh shazeman geramahu. Nechol mitzvat aseh shazeman geramahu. Nashim peturot. We know the mitzvah that he has a positive commitment from the Torah, it's bound by time. We have a rule. Any mitzvah asesha, asman gerama, ladies are exempt. So therefore, what do I need a pasuk to tell me? Zakhur, from Zakhurecha, Zakhur, le ma'ayat nashim. Why would I think ladies are hayav and nefrayavot in the first place? Isn't it? Follow the general rule that they're exempt from any positive commitment that's bound by time. It's tarikh, because no, you need it. Sal because I would have thought. <coughs> Nilav because I would have made the Gezerah Shavah that we made on yesterday's daf Riyah Riyah from Hakel 
And therefore I would have said, Ma la'ana nashim hayavot, afkan nashim hayavot. I would say that just like by hakel, the ladies are hayavot, like the pasuk says, hakel et anashim, nashim vetaf. So therefore I would say, and it says the word re'iyah by hakel. So I would say just like the hayavot by hakel, I would say the hayavot by re'iyah. Kamash ma'alan, that's why the pasuk zakhur, that I mean no, they're exempt. Without a beferush exemption, I would have compared them to hakel, and therefore to say that they're hayavot. So I need the exemption of Zechur to say that the ladies are indeed not hayavot in the Amar Mor, Zechurecha, from the extra Cha, we learn what Leotzi, Tumtum Androgenos. It comes to exclude a Tumtum and Androgenos. Bishlama Androgenos, which means when it comes to the Androgenos, I understand why he's exempt, and I understand why I need a Pasuk. It's Tarikh, Salgadat Achamina, or Ilvi Itle Sad Zachrut. Because bottom line, he has Sad Nakbut and he has Sad Zachrut. So the Hayev, I might think he's Hayav. Because bottom line, part of him is Zachat. Kamash Ma'alan, the Biriyab, if Ne'atzmohu. And therefore the Pasuk comes and tells me, no, no, it's not the explanation that he's half male, half female. He's a third creation. It's not considered he's part of a male. This is considered Biriyab, if Ne'atzmohu. Therefore he is. Patur. Without the pasuk, I would have said, "Well, bottom line, he has said zechrut uh, over here." Ela tumtum sefekau. Me it's tarich ralim rota sefeka. When it comes to the tumtum, we don't know what he is. He's either a male or a female, which means there's a possibility that he's a he's a female. His simanim are covered, and therefore he's a sefek. Do I need a pasuk to exclude a sefek? Why not? So the Tosafot explains because on the side that he's a female, and he's going to go bring his Korban in the Azara, so this is considered Hulin Ba'azara. You're going to bring Korbanot that are not sanctified, because if he's not Hayav, you're bringing Hulin Ba'azara. And if I don't need a Pasuk to come and exclude somebody that might be a legitimate female, I, I don't need a Pasuk to exclude that, he's excluded automatically. The side that he's a female, totally, so then therefore his Korbanot is not a Korban. You're not allowed to bring unsanctified Korbanot into the Azara, punishable by Karet. So therefore, I don't need the pasuk to exclude tum 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 tum. But that is exempt. So the Gemara says no. Amar Abaye kishib betzav mebachutz, which means no. We know he's a male because the betzim of the person is outside, which means it's bolet, which means we're able to tell that he's a male. But what? It's still closed up. But we're just able to see that he is a male, and that's why the Hadusah was saying it's chayav. Since the whole gid is not out, it's closed over there. You know, he's a man. That's why you need a pasuk to come and exclude him. But Tosafot points out something else you see over here. We don't have an obligation to cut him open. He's able to stay in his tumtum stage to be patur from the yeah. I say, what's my betzab mevachot? Open it up and then let it come out. It can be a full man. It can be hayav. No. Leave him in the state that he is. He's patur, he's patur. But in the a regular tumtum legamre, there's no question he's patur. And the side that he's a dekeva, that's holding the ba'azara. Amar mor, kol zechurecha, the rabbot at ketanin. We said the kol zechurecha, the kol was coming to say what? That even the miners are hayavim to go up for the mitzvah of riyah. So the Gebarah says, what do you mean? That we learned Chutz <coughs> mechadeh shotev katan. We learned in Mishnah. Katan is exempt. 
אבל הבעיה לה קשה, גם בקטן שהגיע לחינוך, גם בקטן שלא הגיע לחינוך. Which means, depends how old the Katan is. If he's really a minor, he didn't even reach the age of Chinuch. He's three years old, four years old, five years old. So then already he's batut. What is this batut coming to include? I cannot reach the age of Chinuch. Well, he has uh, some uh, understanding of the mitzvah. Like we learned in the Mishnah, what's considered a Katan. His father is able to carry him on his shoulders uh, from Yerushalayim to the Azara, or according to Metele, he's able to walk him. And so uh, we're to a certain age, the kid is high. And that's what the Pasuk was coming to teach me. So the Gemara says, Katan, Shegel, Chinuch, the Rabbanani. What do you mean? That even if he reached Chinuch, the Hayyub is only with the banana of Chinuch and the father. So I could have a Pasuk to come and include Simmets only Hayyab with the banana. And call is the Oraita. So the Gemara says, In the Chinameh, you're right. Yeah, the call is only in Asmachta. Really, his chayuv is the rabbanan. Uh, so the rabbis wanted to, to remember their halakha, that after a certain age, the katan is obligated to go up. The father has an obligation. So it's called the kurecha. The given name is an pasuko, but it's really not biblical. It's only with rabbanan. Ve'elakra, le'may atta. So the word is the call really coming to teach me. Well, we need a biblical hiddush for the word call. Right? We cannot learn the asmachta. That's not the hiddush. The hiddush has to be a minat minat Torah. So what's the hiddush? L'chda ha'irim. So it's going according to Yishitav Aharim. The Tanya, we have a Braita. Aharim Omrim. Hamekames. What is a Mekames? That she says, he collects Soat Kelabim. Now, why would a person collect the excrement of dogs? So that she says, the Takem Vahen Orot. In order to uh, prepare the leather. It seems part of the preparing of the leather. It was uh, processed with the tzoah of the kelavim. So you got to collect it. So he's called the mekamitz, the collector. Ve'amitzaref, nechoshet, actually, that she says, she'mitzarfo b'mkom she'hoflim otom in a karka. Right, he, he's like a, a smith, but he actually, he goes to the uh, place where it's in the ground, and he draws it, he mines it from uh, out of the ground. Ve'abursi, bursi is actually the tanner himself. All these three people, the Gemara says, Peturin min They're exempt from the Iya. Why? Mishum shene'emar kol zechurecha. And what does the kol zechurecha teach us? Mishiachol la'alot im kol zechurecha. That has to be a type of person that's able to go up with all the males. Yatsu elu she'enam de'uhim la'alot im kol zechurecha. But these people, because of their smell, they have a smell to them. So therefore they're unable to go up with kol zikurecha. If they're going to go up, they have to go up alone. They cannot go up with kol zikurecha. So therefore the hadush is kol. You have to be worthy to go up bekol. And therefore they're going to be exempt. As she says, v'chol elu dehan ra' v'enichodim la'alot im hadrehen. Now, it seems that even if these people would wash themselves, they're going to go wash themselves, that the smell is in them. After a, a person uh, gets into these professions, so the smell is in all of their clothes. And therefore, they don't even realize it themselves could be. But other people will be sensitive to it, and therefore they cannot go up. And that's what the call is coming to teach me, that only people that are not willing to go up with kol zechurecha, to the exclusion of these people, that cannot go up with kol zechurecha. <coughs> Comes the Gemara and continues. Nashim ba'avadim she'enam meshucharim. So we said in the Mishnah, ladies and 
slaves that are not free, so they are exempt from the mitzvah of Ri'iyah. Okay, ladies, I understand why they're exempt. You just told me we have a pasuk. Zechurecha. Right? Zechur. Zechur comes to exclude the ladies. Ela avadim minalan. How do you know that avadim, Ebed Kenani is exempt? Amar avuna, amar kera. When the pasuk says, El bene ha'adon Hashem. You're going to Yerushalayim to see the master Hashem. Mishe'en no'el ha'adon ehad. It's only somebody that goes up who has one master. So he disguised another master, this Ayyad Kanani, as his Adon. Only people go up, Adon, to see the master. I mean, you have to have an exclusive master. Who's that God? This guy's two masters, so therefore, he doesn't go up. So what do you mean? What do I need a Pasuk for? Halamadikra. What do I need a Pasuk? Mehdi. Kol We know that any Mitzvah that a lady is obligated in, and the Ayyad Kanani is obligated. We have a standing Gezerah Shavah. It says by a lady. So the word La by a lady. And it says by a Ayyad Kanani. That's by a Shifcha. So you see that the word La is written by a Ayyad. And it's written by a lady. So there was a connection between them. To teach us what? Whatever a lady is hayava in, so to a ev is hayavin. Whatever a lady is betura in, the ev is is exempt. In. So we just we just proved it right that a lady is exempt. So once a lady is exempt, so ev is kanani should also be exempt. What do you need this dirashav in penei ha'adon? Amar avina, lo nitzlecha ela l'mish hachio ha'evid v'hachio ben hori. So avina comes on the you know what the hadush is? He's half. Which means we learned on that bed that Right? So we wanted to say that according to at least the Mishnah Shona, according to the first understanding of Ravina, we wanted to say that he is going to be Patur. Right? But now the Hadush of the Gemara is coming to say that what? That I would have uh, thought over here that Mishi Hachur Ebed, the Hachur Ben Horim, since bottom line he's free on one side, it's talking about an Ebed that you have two owners. One owner freed him, and the other owner kept him. And therefore, when the Mishnah says that Abadim are Peturim, it's talking about Mishi Hachur Ebed, the Hachur Ben Horim. So, Kadakadashi. Now, you have to say, obviously, this is according to Mishnah Rishonah. You have to say, this is according to the Havamin. Because the Maskana, the Gemara Ravina retracted once he found that the Petaleel retracted. The Maskana, Mishnah Rishonah, the Hachubin is Hayavin. Yeah, yeah, that's what we said, the Kol, Hakol Hayavin bin Hayav, the Mishnah is. But this is Ravina before the retraction. As she points that out, Lord Itzlecha, Miu, the Mishnah Harona, Ho'ilu biyadinu lachufit rabbo, Hayav de'enu ila donehat. The Maskana, we said, Ben Lebet Shabbat, Ben Lebet Tadeel, we force the master to free him because he's not going to be able to fulfill Periyavaribya. So then you really never have a case of me, because you're always freeing him. So bottom line, he only ends up with one Adon. Ravina's over here in the Mishnari Shonan, the Havami now, what we thought, and therefore the Hindush is what? When the Mishnah says, Avadim, She'ena Mishukhradim, that are Patur, it means. A regular full-fledged David 
I don't need a Mishnah to tell me that. He's like a lady. Full-fledged Shaya, but he's a Hayab in the Mitzvah of a lady. Ladies patu from the Yah, he's patu from the Yah. So I would have thought maybe Hetzi uh, Hetzi, since he has a free side there, maybe he's Hayab. That's what the Mishnah comes along and tells me. No, Abadim, Shein HaMishukhurarim. So the Gibran says, Daikan Ameh. Our Mishnah is precise that it's talking about such a case. Diktani, Nashim Va'abadim She'en HaMishukhurarim. It says a slave that is not free. My she'en ha-mishuhadim. What does it mean they're not free? Either my she'en ha-mishuhadim klal. If it's talking about where they're not free at all, let the abadim stamad. Just say abadim. What is abad? He's not free. Ela lefi she'en ha-mishuhadim legamre. Those extra words in a mishuhadim must mean that they're not totally free. Umayni nu mishachio eved mishachio ben chorin must be zef if eved have been chorin that that part of the mishnah is really saying that what they are patur. But again, the mishnah acharona they will be hayav. Again, if the mishnah was just about a regular eved, just say eved. What's eved? Eved is eved. What does that to say? Abadim she'en a mishuhadim. So that means they're not mishuhadim legamre. Part of them is mishuhadim, part of them is not. And therefore, I would say it's maybe because he's uh, free on one side. He's hayav in the mitzvah. Kamash Balan is patur. But again, the Mishnah Haronah, there's no case. Because Bet Shemai Bet Tadil agree. Bet Tadil was Choser. And he said they have to free him. And therefore, he's totally free. No, and therefore, El Pene Adon. He has one Adon, this guy. What about the Pasukov? Pasukov? I'm telling you now, Pene Adon is coming to tell me that somebody has one Adon. Everybody has one Adon. It's not coming to exclude anybody. It's coming to exclude a regular event. But you don't even need that for that. You're right. It's not coming to that. It's coming to teach me what the dean of Islam. Uh, Pshat. It's not coming to exclude anybody. It's not an extra pasuk. Oh, you have to you have to make a derashan. It. I don't have to come to the Adon Hashem. So we thought to exclude uh, an event from it. An event is patur from a lady. Oh, so maybe it's Hatsi or Hatsi Hatsi. That's what's coming to exclude. Okay, good. That's Mishnah Rishonah. Mishnah Rishonah says, "Exclude." What does the Peradon come and teach me? Maybe, maybe exclude an Ayvid who is owned by two persons. He's still Ayvid. He's a double Ayvid. Maybe Adonim. Oh, maybe so. Include it. Maybe the Pasuk will. But he's not worse than a lady. He's not worse than a lady. He's still exempt from the mitzvot. If he has ten masters, he's still like a lady. That he's exempt from the mitzvot of the mitzvot as says Magid Rava. In any event, the Gemara continues. Okay, again, we said somebody is lame. Someone is blind. Or is infirm, sick. Vazakin is an old man. It's coming to exclude Those are the ones that uh, don't have legs, that they have to walk on. Uh, Right, the stumps to have the uh, the sticks that they walk on. Now that's the, from coming from the exclusion of the word regalim. Even though we learned on yesterday's daf that really they exempted the baalek kamin from the word pe'amin. So to support over there on daf gimel said that this gemara is lav dafka. It's much easier to remember the dinashav kabin from the word regalim. Regalim is like reglayim. So if the gemara you sometimes will even though the real dinashav was from pe'amin. Sometimes to make it easy so you remember it, when it quotes it, it'll quote Regalim, because it's like Laim, Regalim. And then when it says Shalom Regalim, it teaches me what? The exclusion of somebody that doesn't have legs, and it's only coming up with like he has uh, wooden legs, peg legs, so then already he's exempt. Another interpretation Regalim, Trat, Lehinger, Ulhone, Ulsome, Ulsakin, Ushenu, Yachol, Alot, Beraglav. 
which means that this is a different dirash. Regalim is coming to tell me he has legs. It's just that what? He can't walk. Either he's a chiger, or he's sick, or he's blind, or he's an uh, old man. What are the common denominators to all these people? They have a difficult time walking. And uh, that she says over here, what's this davar ahir? What do you have a davar ahir? So that she says, Prat nafka. This opinion is saying, hold it. You're saying regalim. What do you mean? Regalim already. Uh, you tell me it's coming to exclude balik kabin. That already I learned from ba'amim. Like we learned, so he's learning that the davar acher is coming to argue on the first opinion. The first opinion, according to the she's coming to say regalim is coming to exclude ba'al kabin. Second opinion, regalim ba'al kabin. Well, we did that for pe'amim. So therefore, what is regalim coming to teach me? Regalim is coming to me something that has legs. You know, what's his uh, problem? His legs don't work. He's a hager. He's a somei. He's a mishen uriachol la'alot beraglav. So the Gemara says, "V'she'enu." I mean, he needs a mishainet. He needs help. V'she'a crutch. V'she'enu yachol la'alot beraglav da'atu yemai. Well, what is that last case coming to include? He told me, hey, again, guy who's lame, guy who's sick, guy who's blind, old man. Oh, common denominator, they all can't go up. Then you tell me the last case. And somebody that cannot go up, what is that coming to include? That's the common denominator between all the cases. Amar Rava, is coming to bring the case. Who's a mefanke? Somebody that's a, like an istenis. Who's finicky, who's uh, sensitive, delicate. delicate. Why? Because once you get to Yerushalayim, to the Beit Hamikdash, you have to take off your shoes. You're not allowed to walk in the Azarav the Beit Hamikdash with shoes on. And therefore, if a guy, let's say, is a delicate type of person that cannot take off his shoes and walk on the ground, he's exempt. Dichtiv, because you have a pasuk, kitavu liraot panai. Pasuk says, when you are going to come up. To see me in Yerushalayim. Mi bikes zot mi yedechem. Who asked you, Remos Haserai? Who asked you to trample on my courtyard? Because this is over here, the Pasuk in Yeshaya is coming to rebuke uh, B'nai Israel, who's at the time of the Hurban. Uh, so it's coming on and saying, Who asked you to come up to Yerushalayim to trample on my courtyard? Master of the what? You're not allowed to trample. Trampling means with shoes on. You have to come and take off your shoes. So that she says, Mefanke, top line. These guys, they have to go with shoes on. The fact that Pazuk says, Who asked you to trample? Smash your body is criticizing when they say, Who told you to come with shoes on? And therefore, he's exempt. Someone that cannot go up with his feet alone. He needs to wear shoes in the bed to Magdash because he doesn't take off his shoes. So he's exempt. So that's coming to include a guy who's healthy. He's able to walk. His feet are working. But what? Mifanke. So he's also exempt from the mitzvah. Comes the Gemara and says further. Tana. He'arel. Arel is somebody that is a non-circumcised. So some of the Mifashim went over here. It's talking about where he's not circumcised because of his brothers died, Mahmat Mila, because right? they don't have clotting. So therefore, he had a reason why he was not uh, Adil, but he's still Adil. That Tameh, somebody that is Tameh, he has Tumah, Piturin Minariyah. Now, when it says Piturin Minariyah, as she says over here, En Hayavim Lishlawah Olot 
ראיותיהן על ידי שליח. For sure, they don't go up to the Bet Hamikdash. It's the Gemara says, Tameh, I don't know what Tameh, I understand that Tameh, because the Pasuk says, Ubata Shama, Vavetem Shama. It says that Ubata Shama, you will go to the Beta Megdash, Vavetem Shama, and you will bring the Korban over there. Whoever is able to enter the Beta Megdash is subject to the law of bringing. But whoever cannot come to the Beit HaMikdash, like this Tamer, is not subject to the law of bringing. If you're able to be Bata, then you're part of Avetim. But if you cannot be Bata, like the Tamer, you cannot come to the Beit HaMikdash, so you're exactly not subject to the law of Avetim to bring. So now, that she tells us clearly, why can't the Tamer go? Because we have a Pefirush Pasuk that says, Ki Mikdash Hashem Timev V'Nechreta. It's a karet if a, a person goes into the Beit HaMikdash Tameh. Question is Arel. How do you know an Arel, uncircumcised person, why is he exempt from sending it Shaliyah? So Gabriel says, Amani, who is this following? Rabbi Akibai. He treats the Arel like a Tameh. The Tanya Rabbi Akibai Omer, Ish, Ish. Pasuk Sutta is over there by the Tum'ah. It says, Ish, Ish, Mezera, Aharon, Ve'ut, Sarua, Ozav. This is talking about all the exemptions of people that cannot eat Tenumah. Pasuk Sutta, Sarua, Yazazav, Oshikvat Zera. All these people are exempt from eating Tenumah. Not exempt, they're not allowed to eat Tenumah. So the Pasuk says, Ish, Ish. So the Gemarat says, what is a double Ish? Lerabot et ha'arel. To come to include the Arel. That what? That the Arel also cannot eat Tirumah. So they're treating an Arel like somebody that's a Saruwan is up. And just like he cannot eat Tirumah, we're going to put all the laws on him. He cannot enter the Bentamikdash area. Can't enter the Bentamikdash area, he cannot bring Korbanot as well. So from the extra Ish that's written by Tirumah, it comes to include even an Arel. And as she says, the Rabot the Arel, Tanu Rabbanan, we have a Braita. Tame Patur Menariya, the Khibu Bata Shama, Vavetim Shama. Koshi is no Bibia, Yeshno Bava, the Koshi Eno Bibia, Eno Bava. Good, that's the exemption of the Tame, we explained. Rabbi Hanamid Abayome, Mishmabi Uda Sume, Behad Behainav, Patur Menariya. Like we learned in that bit, we saw the Shitab Yohanan in the Habai, that a blind man, one eye, is exempt as well. Shnei Emar, because we have the Pasuk. The Pasuk is, Yir'eh, Yir'eh. Kederich Sheba Lir'otecha, Kach Ba Lira'ot. Which means we said that the Torah writes, Shalosh Pavim Bashan Yir'eh. But it's written Yir'eh. We read it Yir'eh. So we make it the Rasha'ah, that the Yira'eh has to be like the Yir'eh. 
just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ma ba'al lir'ot b'shti'inav, just like God, when He comes to the Azara, He comes to see the person with His two eyes. Whose two eyes? God's two eyes. Ba'al lir'ot b'shti'inav shil HaKadosh Baruch Hu, kivyakulah Hashem doesn't have eyes, but we were saying God is perfect. God is perfect, He has two eyes. Aina Hashem. So just like God comes to see the person with his two eyes, so do the person has to be seen in front of God with his two eyes. If he has to come in the shalem, and therefore if he only has one eye, he's going to be exempt. That's the way that she learned that the lir'ot and lira'ot, which means we're comparing that just like the lir'ot is he sees, so too the person has to be lira'ot, to be seen with the two eyes of uh, his two eyes be seen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was the way we learned it from Shittat Rashi. Gemara continues, Ravuna ki mate lahaykera yir'e yira'e bache. says, Ravuna, when he got to the Pasuk of Shalosh Pami Bashana, yira'e kozichur ichat p'nei Hashem lo'echa b'makom ashir yuhar. When he got to this Pasuk, he started crying. Amar, he said, Eved sherabo metzapelo lir'oto. <coughs> the Eved, that his master was anticipating to see him. God is saying, I want to see you. Come to the Beit HaMikdash. He says, a servant, that his master was anticipating to see him. And now, now already he doesn't want to be close to him. He distances himself from him. God says from the prophet Yeshaya, when you're going to come to be seen, to see me, me because who's asking you to come to trample on my courtyard? Which is there came a time when Borei was disdained by the visitation of Taisel. So Ravuna, when he would uh, say this on the holiday, he would cry. He would remember <coughs> the closeness that we had. And then he would remember the destruction. He said, look at the Abisrael, they went from being anticipated. God said, please, come see me. And then at the time of the destruction, he said, who asked you to come to be seen? So that caused Ravuna to uh, cry. <coughs> this fat emit explains, the mizman tefilato beregel niskai bepasukzeh. While he was praying, uh, the tefilot of the regular remember this pasuk. Kiratsa al yedeze va'yede acheshik varatzon namshich elat eze ha'aram mikedushat betamigash va'aregel. He wanted to draw some of the kedushah from the betamigdash, so he started to think of the betamigdash what it was when the Jewish people would go up to connect themselves to the makoma migdash, so some of that kedushah would go on him. But when he remembered it, so that caused him to start to cry. You'll go up to the Beit HaMikdash, you'll slaughter animals, and you'll eat the animals in the Beit HaMikdash. And Eved, that his master is anticipating that he's going to eat at his table. The Korbanot is Shulchan Shil Makom. When we eat from the Korbanot. And God, so to speak, was inviting us on the holidays. Come to the Beit HaMikdash, slaughter the animals, and eat the Korbanot. God's inviting us to eat at His table. But what happened later on in history? 
as if God said, get off my table, v'khtiv, lamma li rov zivhachem yuman Hashem. Later on, at the time of the destruction, the Prophet tells B'nai Sir from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what do I need your, your majority, your, your um, plenty or many animals, which is God, distance us from his table. So he cried about the, uh, the situation. Rabbi Al-Azhar, Kimatil Aikira Bakhe. When Rabbi Azar got to the following Pasuk, he cried. Velo Yachilu Ehav Lanototo. Kinibalu Mepanav. When Yosef a Sadiq revealed himself in front of the brothers, Ani Yosef, Hai, says the brothers were dumbfounded. They could not answer Yosef, the rebuke of Yosef. So he cried, he said, Umatuchahashil Basar Vadam Kach. But the rebuke of a mortal human being was able to silence the brothers. They couldn't answer. Also the rebuke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu after 120. How we're going to stand paralyzed, we're not going to be able to, to answer. So the question on the Mepharshim over here is, what's the, what's the rebuke? What's the... Uh, What's the Musa that Yosef gave? He just says, Aodavi Hai. He doesn't say too much Musa. So, one explanation is that he was rebuking them that the brothers, in their claims to Yosef, they would always tell him, please have mercy on us. We have an old father. He's home. If he hears that we're not going to bring back uh, Binyamin, it's going to hurt him. And we don't want him to die. We don't want him to take this to his grave. They kept on using their father as the uh, leverage for themselves that uh, Yosef should be compassionate on them. So Yosef HaSadiq comes along and says at this point, and he Yosef, I'm Yosef that you sold. And you put my father in misery for 22 years. And you're so worried about the father. You keep on saying, Avinu, Avinu, Ha'od Avihai, is my father still alive after what you put him through for 22 years? And you people are coming, like you're so worried about your father, Yeshanu Avzakin, etc. How would that be high? Is he alive after what you did to me? Oh, that they saw the contradiction of their behavior. You can't answer a contradiction. You're stuck. He caught them. And therefore, Kadosh Baruch do the same thing. Not that he's going to tell us, oh, you made Averot. Everybody makes Averot. But Kadosh Baruch is to show us the contradiction. For this, you weren't able to uh, wake up. But for your own things, you were able to wake up. Oh, you can't answer that. For this, you didn't have money to spend. For mitzvot. Uh, when it came to things of uh, personal pleasure, then you found the money. So the contradictions is where a person is nistar, he's refuted. But I saw in, in, another interpretation like this. What does it mean when he tells him over here, Ha'odavi hai? He knew already. Earlier in the parasha, he asks, how's the father? Has shalom lo? Is he at peace? And the brother said, yeah, everything's okay with him. So the explanation is like this. Yosef was saying, well, you people over here, you're kachakranim. You're a bunch of liars. Why? Because you sold me. And you lied to our father. And you said, tarof toraf Yosef. So therefore, I don't know if I can trust you when you told me your father's alive. You people lied through your teeth. You lied to, 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 to the father. You told him, no, yourself got eaten by an animal. So now when I asked you the question, is uh, you know, Hashalom no? And you said, yeah, everything's okay. I don't know if we can trust that answer. But if we ask them again, Ha'od avi hai? 
which means uh, I really want to know the truth now. Tell me is he alive or not? So when Yosef was rebuking them that they're kachakranim, so that's already uh, a rebuke. So the Mefarshim asked a question over here. There is a pasuk in Tehillim. David Amelik says, Nepelana biyad Adonai kirabim lahamav ubiyad Adam al epola. So the simple interpretation of the pasuk is, let me fall in the hands of God and not in the hands of a human being. Now, if this is referring to rebuke, which means David Amelik is saying, I'd rather have the rebuke of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, let me fall into the hands of a Kadosh Baruch Hu rebuked in the hands of Ubiyad Adam Alepola. It's opposite of this Gemara. This Gemara is saying, Adraba, the, the rebuke of human beings is okay, but the rebuke of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, it's much worse. So the Mephashim said, no. When it comes to the rebuke, the rebuke of a Kadosh Baruch Hu is more debilitating than the rebuke of Adam. However, when it comes to the punishment, the punishment of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, we're better off with his punishment than the punishment of Adam. Because Adam does not have any nahmarut. When a person punishes, it's all the strictness of the judgment. When a Kadosh Baruch Hu punishes even a sinner, he does it in the most nahmarut fashion. It's not totally midatadin, there's a siruf of midatadachamim. And therefore, when it came to the punishment, not the rebuke, David Amelik says, the pelana biyad Adonai ki rabim rahamav, ubiyad Adam al epola. Which when it comes to being punished for my sins, let Borei Olam punish me. Because there will be a measure of uh, mercy, but not, uh, not in the hands of Adam. Comes the Gemara and continues. Rabbi al he got to the following Pasuk. He cried. Vayomir Shemuel is Shaul. Lama irgaztani na'alot oti. This pasuk over here was talking about when Shaul wanted to know if he should go out to war or not. Shaul HaMelech. Shemuel already had died. So it says Shaul HaMelech went to a mechashefa, to a lady that was a sorcerer. And she used witchcraft in order to bring down the neshama of Shemuel HaNavi from the Shamayim, in order that Shaul can ask Shemuel, should he go to war or not? So the pasuk says that when uh, Shemuel came down, the mechashefa says, Elohim Olim that she saw two people Olim two people rising and she only called Shemuel but she saw two people so the Gemara is going to tell us that actually Shemuel came with Moshe Rabbeinu and Shemuel tells Shaul which literally means you angered me or you agitated me which Shemuel was really saying, you scared me. Shemuel's sitting in Ganaidan. And all of a sudden he gets a, uh, a call, uh, they want you. Now he didn't know they want you, who wants you? He thought, I was going to say, that they were summoning him for judgment. So therefore he went to get a lawyer to protect him in the judgment. Who did he get to protect him in judgment? Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, they said, no, they don't want you for judgment. They want you for, uh, Shaul wants you. So therefore, he was with Moshe already. So you see that, what, Shemuel and Navi, who was the greatest prophet after Moshe Rabbeinu, he was scared of what? Standing in front of judgment. So the Gebra says, Umash Shemuel al-Sadiq, Hayam min ad He was scared of the deen. What does he have to be scared of? Anu, ala hadkama v'kama. Us, all the more so. 
So the Gemara says, Shemuel, what's the story of Shemuel? Elohim ra'iti olim. Elohim is like angels. I saw uh, saintly figures rising, but she brought the Neshamot down. Olim tre mashma. It's two. Had Shemuel ve'idach de'azav Shemuel ve'atyal Moshe. He went to get Moshe as a lawyer. Maybe they're bringing me to judgment, Shemuel said. Moshe, please come with me. And you'll testify that there's nothing in the Torah that you wrote that I did not keep. What a better lawyer to get to Moshe Rabbeinu. He's going to testify for me. So I just see Moshe Shemuel was scared. And then when he found out it was only Shaul calling him, he says, Lamar Gastani, you scared me, you agitated me. So Rabbi Al-Azam, when he got to this person, he cried. Shemuel was nervous from, from the judgment. So the question is, why did he bring Moshe? What did he need to bring Moshe? There's many tzaddikim in, in, in the Shamayim. And what was Shemuel scared of? Obviously he had to be scared of a certain flaw, Hasbaz Shalom, that he held that maybe he's uh, accountable. So there's two explanations to this. One explanation is like this. We know that Shemuel in his life never took anything from the people. This was his shita. Says even when he traveled from place to place to give Musad to the people, he would bring his own uh, bed, his own uh, light, his own donkey. He would never take anything from the Sibur. The Pasuk says, wherever he went, Kisham Beto. His house was with him. And he would travel with his, uh, his lodgings. And the Gebarah says in Berachot, person wants to live like that, follow the rule of Shemuel Al-Ammati, that he didn't take anything. So now at this point over here, he's thinking, maybe they're going to judge me on this. Why? Because the Gebarah does say that if somebody benefits a Tamil Hakam, if he gives the Tamil Hakam, let's say food, it's like that food is a Qurban on the Mizbayah. If you give it to me, wine, it's like you pour the wine, like a Mizbayah. And therefore, maybe by not taking from the Sibur, not letting them fund the situation, maybe I, uh, I, I cause them to not be able to fulfill such a great mitzvah, to connect themselves to Tamid Hakamim. The Gibraltar says in Berachot, The Gibraltar says, you are able to attach yourself to God? So the no, you attach yourself to Tamir Hakam, that's like you attaching yourself to God. So how can you attach yourself to a Tamir Hakam? So it's also Prakmatiyam Tamir Hakam. You give the Hakam Prakmatiyam, business, you give him Panasa. So you're connected. Uh, so Shemuel, maybe they're going to help me responsible over here. I didn't, I didn't take. So therefore he went to find somebody who also didn't take. Who's that Moshe Rabbeinu? <laughs> Moshe Rabbeinu, what does it say? Lo hamore had meim nasati. I didn't take one donkey for I took nothing from them. So he said, listen, whatever Moshe Rabbeinu did, I did the same thing. Whatever he answers, I'll answer. That's why he had to go to Moshe, because that's where he felt his, his flaw was. Secondly, he felt maybe that he's going to be held responsible now for the situation of Shaul HaMelech. Because Shaul HaMelech, when he went out to war, he did not kill Agag. Now even though Shemuel Ramati, he told him that he has to kill uh, all the Amalekim. Certainly when he told him to kill all the Amalekim, he meant Agag. Agag was with the king. Shaul brought Agag back to the camp and gave the kavod for Shemuel to do it. The next day, Shemuel he tore apart Agag. But that was a mistake on Shaul's part. 
God, Shmuel held that maybe Bode Olam is going to hold Shmuel responsible for this mistake, because after all he uh, gave over the prophecy to Shaul, and maybe he had a certain uh, uh, part of this uh, Avon. <coughs> so therefore he went to Moshe Rabbeinu, why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Torah, that he quoted, he quoted a pasuk from Bil'am in the Torah, it says, Oy mi misumo el. That's Bil'am prophesied that. And misumo el is the Tevot, Shemuel. And the pasuk was saying, who's going to live, it's referring to Amalek, who's going to live from the decree of Shemuel? Which means Shemuel is going to make a decree that what? All the Amalekim have to die. And therefore Shemuel, based on the Torah, is really off the hook. Because he, he made that decree. It was Shaul that left Agag alive. But from Shemuel's standpoint, he was responsible for the, what, what Shaul did. Adrabah. Shemuel was the one that told uh, Shaul that he has to kill everybody. And that's why Bil'am said, Oh, Who's good? Who from Amalek is going to be able to survive from Shemuel's uh, decree? So therefore, it's Moshe. Tell him what he says in the Torah. I'm, I'm off the hook. And therefore, he called uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Comes together and continues. Rabbi Ame, What was the pasuk that Rabbi Ame used to cry from? So he says, "Yiten be'afar bihu ulai yesh tigba," which means the pasuk is rebuking Ame Yisrael. Says they're going to bow to the ground so low that there's going to be afar in their mouth as a kapara for their sins, and maybe after they subjugate themselves so low with afar, the dirt is in their mouth. Maybe there'll be hope for them. So the Gemara says, "Amar all this and still maybe." Which means all this suffering, we're going to be subjugated to the ground where there's going to be afar in our mouths. And the Nabi says, Maybe there'll be hope. So therefore he says, All this, and still, ve'ulai, and it's still, a, it's still a baby. Comes again and continues. All this yisurin, all this affliction. And it's still a question if we're going to be uh, saved. Might seek righteousness. Seek humility. Maybe you'll be concealed, or maybe you'll save yourselves on the day of the wrath of God. That's after seeking Sadiq. After seeking Alaba, it's still a maybe. Amar, Kulehai, Veulai. All this and still, maybe. Rabbi Aseki Matel Aikera, Bache, Sinura, Ve'avutov. You have to hate the bad. Evutov and love the good. That's what. Vatsigu Bishar Mishpat. And you have to stand uh, in the gates. Mishpat, which means justice. Ulai Yehanen Hashem Elohes Sabaot. Maybe God will have compassion. Again, he says, Kunehai, all this. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, when he got to the following pasuk, he started crying. It says some people can die without justice, implying that even though a person is not guilty of death, the Malachi Mavit can make a mistake and take the wrong person 
and people could die without really being uh, guilty. Amar miika deazir benozim maneh. He said, "What is this? What is Shlomo Melech saying over here? Is it possible that a person could die before his time?" Yebara says, "In yes, indeed." Kihad Rabbi Bai Bar Abaye Haba Shachiyach Gabe Malach Mavet. Rabbi Bai Bar Abaye was frequent, frequented in conversation with the Malach Mavet. Amar Leil Shluchay. So there's an episode that was told. The Malach Mavet tells his agent, "Zil Aitili." Go bring me, on the list of the people that was also died that day, bring me Miriam, the hairdresser of the ladies, the beautician of the ladies. That's why she was on the list. Azal, so the Shaliyah, the Malachim Abit went, Aitele Miriam Megadela Dardeke. Brought her own Miriam. He brought the Miriam that's the beautician for the children, the hairdresser of the children, not for the woman. So when the Malach HaMavet saw this Miriam, he says, what are you doing? Anna Miriam bin Kandela Sa'ad Shaya Amrilach. I told you to bring me the petition for the ladies, you brought me the wrong one. Amar leh, ihache ahadereh. Why should I bring her back? Amar leh, no, no, no. Ho'il ve'aititeh leveh leminyana. I just hear already, let her fill the quota. She's the Malach HaMavet has a quota of how many uh, souls he has to bring a day. Alright, so put her in. She'll, she'll, she'll fill the quota of uh, today's uh, d- 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 judgment. Ela hechi yachitla. So the Malachim asked the Shaliyah that he sent. He says, "How are we able to get her? Was was it our time? How were you able to bring her to me?" So it says, "Havan nakita mitara biyada." She was holding the the poker that they use in the oven to stoke the uh, coals. Vava kashagra. And she was cleaning out the oven. Now, the oven has all hot coals in there, hot embers, pieces of wood. So as she's stoking the oven to clean it out, what happened? By mistake, she took the hot uh, stoker that she had, and by mistake she put it on her leg, and now she, she burnt herself. So the Gemara says... At that point when she burnt herself, her mazal was weak. Katha, she burnt herself. The itra' mazala, her mazal became weak at that point. And what happened? So she was vulnerable. So I was able to catch her when the mazal was weak and I brought her here. So Ammar there, so Rabbi Bai heard this whole story here. So Ammar there, Rabbi Bai, but Rabbi Yeh. So Rabbi Bai, but Rabbi tells the Malach Amavit. You have rights to do this over You have rights to take somebody. She was, she was innocent. She's the wrong one. I, I can't do such a thing. So Amar Leh, so the Malach HaMavit says, Ve'lo keti v'yesh mispeh b'lo mishpat. He knows the person from Mishleh, the Malach HaMavit. He says, what do you mean? Doesn't Shlomo HaMelech say, v'yesh mispeh b'lo mishpat? Person could die without uh, judgment. Amar Leh v'had keti, so Rabbi Bai tells the Malach HaMavit. What do you mean? Shlomo HaMelech Ola said, also said, Dor Olech v'dor Ba. Which means, generation comes, generation goes. Smashma, that the new generation doesn't come until the old generation goes, which means they have to fill their time. You, the, the, you can't bring a new person into the world before the old person goes away, but smashma what? Everything is in its proper time. You can't take people early. There's, 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 there's a uh, system here. Amar dar'ina lehu ana ad malu lehu ledara. says, 
Rashi says, any Muslim the Shomer Ammetim Shishishmo Duma. When I take them before their time, I don't give them over to the watchmen of the dead. The watchmen of the dead people in up there is called Duma. Like the Pasuf says, Velo Kol Yorde Duma. Who's Duma? Duma is the, the guy, the manager of the places where they've gained Nam. So the Balakha Baba says, I don't give them to Duma immediately. I'm reading Rashi on the third line. Ela Midgalgelin Ami. I carry them, they go with me. I wait until their years were supposed to be up. And after the years were supposed to be up, let's say the person was supposed to die at 80. He made a mistake, he figured it's 70. Okay, so there's 10 year gap. So they fly around with me for 10 years. And when their 10 years are up, I go give them up to the So therefore, it is Dor Oleg Vedor Ba is referring to in the other world, which means. We cannot uh, finish, uh, start a new generation until the old generation is finished. That's right. So don't, they don't go up there. They're not in this world, but they're not yet deposited by Duma until the years are complete. So the rabbi said, And after the years are up, I give it, up to, I give it over to Duma. But what do you do with the extra years? Bottom line, 10 years were taken away, let's say, from this case. You can't take that. You have to give it to somebody. God wanted 10 years of life to be in the world. You took 10 years extra. What do you do with those years? Amar. So he says, So I look for a young Tamil Hakam who is Ma'abir Amidotav. If there's a young Tamil Acham that is uh, somebody that is, um, he forgives people. He doesn't stand on his uh, principle. He's Ma'avid al Middotav. Even though he was wronged, he, so to speak, brushes it off. He doesn't stand on the formality, on the principle. So that young Tamil Acham, I give him the yes, I give the yes to him. Which could be, that's the zikhut. That that young Tamil Acham now gets uh, extra life. Why? Because those years are available. It could be that that Tamil Akam really didn't deserve life. could be he had a short life. But since he's Ma'avid al-Middotav, his life is extended to what it was supposed to be. Bishkut, that is Ma'avid al-Middotav. And Akadu Baruch Hu has the Hamimun. And where those years come from? From the extra years. So obviously there's a lot of things that are beyond comprehension. How the Malach Abavi can make a mistake in the first place. How is it possible uh, that, uh, why should it happen to such a person? And so on and so forth. But for the simple explanation that we have, that, that's why Rabbi Bai was crying. <laughs> Who's crying when he got to this Pasuk? Yeah, Rabbi Yosef. He said, Yes, this possible person could die without uh, being Hayav. Uh, so that way he's vulnerable to this here. Make a mistakes. Therefore, it caused them to cry. <laughs>